0: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to get the ball rolling. Alright, today we will be talking about USC football. First, we're going to listen to an ad and then we are going to get into it. Super excited for you guys to listen to this show. Watch out, USC fans. Here we go after the ad. What up? We are back. So excited to be here once again in the studio uh, here talking about some Pac-12 football. We are now less than 48 days away. Could be less. I don't know. I saw a little post on uh, all these schools are posting these different things. I don't uh, don't really know which even is the first game or what one we're going off of because there's like random games throughout the end of August. So we are so close. I cannot wait uh, to get this season started today. We will be talking about the USC Trojans. Now, uh, despite reaching out to to a few members of the media, I uh, would not have had the opportunity to talk about USC before the season started. And uh, the point of this uh, these segments and these episodes is to talk about them before the season. So we will not be having a special guest on today. It will just be uh, me here in the studio talking to you guys about where I see uh, this USC Trojan team going this uh, upcoming year. I'd like to basically give you my thoughts. Uh, You guys kind of know how it is. Uh, New listeners will be able to catch on fairly quickly. Uh, Anyway, so we'll be talking about them, and that will be uh, another member of the Pac-12 conference Done, and uh, as we go through the Conference of Champions, that is the Pac-12. All right, so USC now, USC is a very interesting team uh, for a few reasons. We're going to go back to the Steve Sarkeesian days, right? Nine and four, eight and six, boom. Left, right, uh, and they they bring on Clay Helton. Who, uh, 2016 gets a double digit, 2017, 11 wins, double digit, feeling great, doing great things, you know, uh, everyone's saying USC's back, and last year hits, uh oh, what happened? Five and seven. And a lot of people would say that they underperformed a lot this last year, uh, despite close losses between Arizona, uh, against Arizona State, uh, Cal Berkeley, UCLA, and Notre Dame, they lost them all, uh, with wins, with very close wins, pretty much every single one of their games, uh, outside of UNLV and Oregon State, were really close games, so, really an interesting kind of battle that the, the USC Trojans found themselves in this last year, and... Honestly, I don't really know how to predict this team this upcoming year. I really don't know their quarterback. It says JT Daniels. Uh, he's a sophomore as of right now. I don't even know if that is uh, full-on uh, 100% certain. This team, this upcoming year, I have a lot of questions Uh Not a lot of answers there. I mean, every team have questions. Uh, More teams are a lot more visible than others. But this just seems a little iffy, a little fishy, I guess. I I don't know. It's it's interesting. So we're going to look at it. And uh, you look at their schedule. I'd say it's probably top five toughest schedules uh, this upcoming season. And that is uh, non-conference games against Fresno. Uh, BYU and Notre Dame. So those are their three non conference games. Now, Fresno, a very good team this, this last year. Uh, one of my picks to play very well in the Mountain West. Uh, when we get to them, we'll talk a little bit about them. And, Uh, BYU, you guys have kind of heard, uh, if you've listened to the University of Utah podcast, how I feel about about BYU, I will probably do a separate podcast, we'll talk a little bit about them, uh, I feel as though that is a very evenly matched game, uh, USC, you will have to come to Provo, so that will probably fare a little bit difficult, uh, USC traditionally does not play very well, uh, in, uh, In Utah, the the games that I remember and watching, they usually lose when they are playing uh, at Utah, and well, in in Salt Lake City, I don't know what the history is with BYU, but you know, Provo, Salt Lake City, same elevation, same type of type of feel around uh, the sport and then you have Notre Dame which was uh in the semifinals last year and I mean despite giving up a pretty good run this last year uh, only losing by seven points you're going to be going to South Bend uh middle of October so kind of an interesting schedule how it sets up they do have to play Stanford uh they do play Oregon uh and they do play Washington. Now, two of those three teams they out of the North, the big powerhouses out of the Pac-12 North, they do get at home. So two out of the three, you're feeling good, right? Stanford and Oregon, you're like, okay, at least they're here in the Coliseum in L.A. Uh, but then you, you look at it, you're going to have to go on the road to uh, Seattle, and you will be making trips to Colorado. Arizona State and Cal. Luckily, you do get the University of Utah at home. Uh, Utah is, is, is the favorite to win the Pac-12 South. I don't feel like USC is very far behind Utah. I feel like in the Pac-12 South, there's three tiers. The first tier kind of being Utah. Utah's kind of separated themselves in this transition of uh, so many coaches and stuff like that. And then uh, you have kind of USC uh, sitting there on the bubble, Arizona State on the bubble, Arizona, and then you kind of have the bottom tier, UCLA, uh, Colorado. And I put Colorado there just because you don't really know what is going to be happening with their first year coach and stuff because you know a couple of years ago they were I mean they were lights out they were lighting everybody up so kind of a three-tier thing everyone each individually has their own little rung uh in the Pac-12 South so I don't really feel as though they're going to m- it'd be very difficult for the University of Utah last time uh, Utah went to Los Angeles and played USC uh USC beat them by one point now that was a very gutsy call uh it at one point that was with Sam Darnold right and the University of Utah scores I believe it was in the last minute or so of the game and Kyle Whittingham goes for two you know what you're on the road you were playing against a really good team at the time that would later go on to win 11 games and you know what roll the dice make it risky right and with uh, Kyle Whittingham ended up not making it, not getting the two-point conversion, and losing by one point. So, you know, the the games are usually close, but I see Utah kind of being a a step above everybody. I feel like them, Washington, and Oregon have kind of separated themselves even more so in the Pac-12 as a whole. Uh, However, USC, I think, is chasing them. Uh, Anyway. So you start at home, you do have Fresno. Fresno is not to be trifled with uh, despite a very good year this last year. I do see Fresno maybe not getting the amount of wins as what they got this last year, so that will bode well for USC. Uh, First game of the season, always going to be a lot of nerves. Really uh, kind of an interesting game that first week. Uh, I think everybody should be tuning in on August 31st to be watching that game, just to watch the dynamics. I think that game against Fresno will will kind of set the pace and the tone for the season uh mainly because Fresno is such a high caliber team uh I think Fresno uh despite maybe not having the amount of talent that USC does they're they're a gritty football team it will be a great game you do have to play Stanford. Now, it's only the second week. It will be tough to play a conference game that second week. Uh, BYU, Utah, and then finish off in, in, in Seattle. Uh, Washington's a very interesting team this year as well. Uh, USC has the potential. I mean, they bring back six on offense, five on defense. So their defense lacking a little bit. Uh, and they do bring back Michael Pittman, who I think will be a first-round draft pick in this next year's upcoming draft, the the 2020 draft class. So they do have talent, and if they're able to get the ball in his hands, he's going to be able to do special things. But I think against good defenses like a Washington, like a Utah, they're going to bracket coverage him. They they won't go. They might go, you know, uh, put a little spy on him just so he doesn't disrupt and just have them beat him with, you know. Uh, JT Daniels' arm or, or, or the running game. It just kind of depends. Uh, also, with this year, I mean, we know how the Pac-12 is. It will be well, something that, that I've written down about uh, the University of Southern California is Clay uh, Helton. He is now his fifth year. Steve Sarkeesian, uh did not coach in 2015 from Game 6 on. And so he's been around the program for quite some time. And it feels as though since Pete Carroll has left, there hasn't been, there's been a void at coach. And I don't think he is the guy, Clay uh, Helton, as well, to usher in what USC once was. I mean, we're talking about the Trojans, right, the the big powerhouse, now they did get slapped with some sanctions, and, and it's been kind of a weird few years, I mean, I remember watching them play Texas, and uh, back in the, the, you know, early 2000s, they were really good with, with under Pete Carroll, and I just, I have, I just don't really know. It's just kind of a weird feeling for me when I talk about USC, just because I, and I think that is a fact of, of Clay Helton, because I don't really know the guy. He's not really outspoken. He had a really good, talented quarterback and, uh, Sam Darnold. And then since then, it's just, you know, and I, I know that was only a year ago, but last year was such kind of a disappointment. It kind of left a bad taste in my mouth when I think about them. Uh, Then they they do, like I said, they do play Notre Dame, Uh, they play Arizona at Colorado, home against Oregon at Arizona State, at Cal, and home against UCLA to finish off the season. Uh, Vegas has this team now at seven wins, and I, or sorry, six and a half, I have them at seven, so... And I say that they're at 7 mainly because I'm going to be betting that the, the they do play better. I think, again, last year was an anomaly. I don't know how well this USC team... I don't really know a lot about them, I guess. They're, they weren't really media coverage. I, I've done my research and stuff, but there's been a lot of transfers out of out of the program. And you don't really hear about the sightings as, as we once did. So, like I said, a lot of questions uh, leave... Uh, a lot of concern for me i guess with uh usc and i think that uh you know if they if they can get wins against i'd say you split up the top three: Utah, uh, Arizona State, and University of Arizona, U of A. I think you got to choose. You know, you got to win one of those games uh, for you to be competitive. If you lose the other two, then you have to beat Fresno. You have to beat BYU. Those are those are must-win games. If you're expecting to do that, uh, I have them beating Fresno. I have them uh, beating Sanford and BYU. I have them at three and zero going into the game against Utah that Friday night. And I, I say that they're 3-0. I think Stanford against USC, there's a lot of history there. I mean, even between Jim Harvaugh and Pete Carroll days and, and that kind of stuff. But I think they get the win. I think that USC is slightly uh, more talented than Stanford. But I, again, another fun game to watch. This, this will be a lot of question marks. I think Clay Hilton is on the hot seat. And so this whole season, if, I mean, if he starts coaching well and they get, you know, they're, they're what I say they will be. I mean, they're three and two. They're going to play the two, you know, people to pick to win the Pac-12, Utah and Washington. And then they had to play Notre Dame. So there's three and three going into the rest of the season. Uh They do play some favorable games, you know, at Colorado, at Cal, home against UCLA. You can get wins against those kinds of teams. Uh... And then home against Arizona, I think you can get some wins there, snag some wins. And overall, uh, I think this USC team gets back to a bowl game. Uh, But like I said, I think he's on the hot seat. USC is such a prestigious school. I think they need to go after a big name. Um, For me, now I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, And I think that this might... I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be received, but if I was USC, and this is going to kind of sound crazy, but honestly, I think I'd go after Hugh Jackson. He was the Browns coach, yes, during the terrible years uh, for the Browns. Granted, that guy was given absolutely zero talent, and he was in Cleveland. He did lose everything. They put, you know, Baker Mayfield, and he ends up getting fired, whatever, right? But this guy is offensive-minded. I, I just don't see Clay Hilton doing it. Uh, for a guy like Hugh Jackson to come in, kind of redeem himself at a big name school in, in Southern California. I like that fit a little bit better. I like him as a as an offensive guy. I like him up against some of these coaches in the Pac-12 South. But you, there's so many big names. I mean, Kyle Whittingham, I think, is just kind of your loyalty guy. You have Chip Kelly, you have Kevin Sumlin. Uh, those, those kinds of guys, Herm Edwards, I think that you know, you, you look at it, and you're like, wow, the, these are some big name guys, and we have Clay Helton. Who is this dude? Oh, I guess he played quarterback at Auburn and at the University of Houston. But other than that, I don't really know much about him. So I like that Hugh, uh, Jackson, I think that uh, with Herm Edwards having the amount of successes, what he did in his first year at Arizona State, basically defying all odds, all expectations, that we can look to these coaches that are in the NFL and bring them kind of that have been – not rejected, just not, you know, they just couldn't get it done. Honestly, Nick Saban did not have a good stint in Miami, and I think he knew it, and he went back down to the college game, uh, and you, we see what he's done at Alabama. I think that Hugh Jackson could redeem himself and bring, uh, USC back to, uh, being a powerhouse, not only in the Pac-12, but nationally. Now, again, that, this is just kind of me spitballing. I, I don't have a lot. I don't have any insider information on, uh, USC, but I like that fit a little bit better. I think USC needs to go after a big name. Uh, obviously, you're not gonna, if you, you're looking, you might be able to snag a guy like, you know, Gus on A lot of people are talking about him maybe getting fired. Uh, some of these other bubble teams that, you know, you're hearing about that these coaches might be fired. If they don't win or and win now, I think he those up. But honestly, Hugh Jackson would be my my favorite pick. I do like him. I know again, I know what he's had, but that is just kind of my thoughts about Southern California. I know I kind of ranted there, but I just don't. I'm not a big Clay uh, Helton fan, and nothing against him. I just don't think he's going to be able. I mean, yeah, he has double-digit win seasons, but you know, his last year. These are his kids. They were Steve Sarkeesian's kids the first couple of years. It was really easy to be good with Sam Darnold. And, you know, what's your recruiting like? I mean, I don't even hear anything about USC. Nothing in the media, nothing on ESPN, nothing on Fox News, nothing on CBS News, nothing, nothing, nothing. So I think, uh, you know, the athletic director and the and the and the board members need to get together and you need to to address this problem. Now, granted, this is all, I'm all saying this right now, and Clay Hilton may have another amazing year, and maybe last year was a fluke, and I definitely have USC as one of my, the teams that I will most watch, uh, this upcoming season, just because of A, it's the Pac-12, but B, just because of the questions that I have, the questions loom large with this team. And I want to see how they play against a team like Arizona, a Kevin Sumlin, Arizona, and a team like Colorado. And uh, obviously I'll be watching the Utah game, but we'll be watching these games a little bit closer to see what happens. I will be uh, talking to you guys about it throughout the year, but this is kind of just my USC preview. I have them at 7-5 and five with wins. Again, wins over Fresno, Stanford, BYU, Arizona, Colorado, Cal, and UCLA. Uh, I do have them winning a couple close games. That close game against Stanford, I, I'm i going to give them the benefit of the doubt. A close game against Arizona because they are in L.A. Uh, a win against Colorado uh, and a win against Cal. Close win over Cal. Uh, I would say probably three or four points. And then a win over UCLA. Uh, you know that 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 being said with with injuries and stuff you know anything can happen but that is kind of my prediction so that is our USC Football Preview 2019. Uh, again, I will be bringing on, we'll probably talk about USC a little bit later uh, in the season, in the college football season. Uh, one of my uh, sources, he he was not able to meet with us, and I am trying to get these Pac-12 teams done. Uh, he won't be able to meet with us until the season starts. So, stay tuned for you USC f- uh, Trojan fans. We'll be uh, talking about you a lot more throughout the season. I will have it marked. Obviously, uh, that we need to be talking about them, following them as closely as possible. So a little bit uh, more, we will be continuing with the Pac-12 previews uh, this upcoming season. For uh, we're we're kind of working on Pac-12 South, Pac-12 North, and we are going to have the media day coming up very soon. So really excited to be able to talk to you guys about this conference, uh, get your guys' thoughts and opinions on it. Uh, and then i i said around the media days probably the pac12 i don't know more with the FCS, but i'll be trying to i'll probably do a video about uh that specific team uh, on the media day uh, such as you know the big sky. They just had their media day. I want to kind of make a uh, statement uh, where I kind of see these teams lining up this upcoming season. Anyway, so I hope you guys liked it, and I hope you guys uh, think a little bit about this USC football preview. Let me know what you guys think. Again, a seven and five team. I know Vegas has them at six and a half. I have them at seven, uh, and We will be talking about them throughout the season. So tell your family, tell your friends about Get the Ball Rolling. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and keep the ball rolling.